point. is Armed American Radio. If they want to take my guns, they're going to have to bring a station wagon and a whole lot of friends because I'm not giving them anything. From the Car Firearms Group studio. On the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone. Mark, we know they want to take our guns, and now we're going to make them eat it. Freedom might be an uphill battle sometimes, but freedom will always prevail. Proudly presented to you by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. Here is your host of Armed American Radio, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting for your rights, Mark Walters. 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 Oh, my favorite part of every single week is the beginning of the week. I have to remind you from time to time, Armed American Radio on a Sunday live on hundreds of radio stations is not the end of the week. It is the beginning of your week. The Monster Cast here from the Car Firearms Group Studios at AAR Ranch on this very powerful Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone busting out on hundreds of radio stations across the nation today. All of it presented to you today and every day by X Insurance. Greg in Dallas, Tejas, how you doing? Welcome in. We missed you Friday. Uh, well, it's good to be missed. I am uh, back in studio tonight. Well, that's a good thing, and we're back on live television screens and devices and everything else. Would you be so kind as to tell people where to watch the show as long as they're not driving, please? Yep, maybe ab- it's a Tesla that goes by itself. Okay, maybe you got me there. Nah, nobody wants to drive them Teslas anyway. I don't want you doing that anyway. <laughs> uh, yep, just head on over to armedamericanradio.org or .com, and in the top right-hand corner, you're going to see three little hash marks. Just give those a slap, and when that window opens up, select that Watch Live option. Like Mark said, if you're driving, we don't want you to be distracted and driving. So please click the link above. That's our Listen Live link. When you do that, you'll see two subsequent links. One's going to be for the Monday through Friday daily defense broadcast, and the other is for this program right here, the Sunday MonsterCast. If you've missed uh, one or more of any of these two broadcasts and you want to get caught up, well, the podcast link is right above Listen Live. Head over there and catch up on anything you may have missed. If you're a fan of the show and you'd like to support us while you're out and about, get you a T-shirt or maybe a beer mug or something else, head on over to our shop link at the bottom of all of these links and get you something nice over there. And lastly, if you'd like to join our live chat, head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. And you will be in. Welcome. Let's get started. Now, here's somebody from the Second Amendment Foundation That I think, Greg, correct me if I'm wrong, has only been on the show one time, and that was when we were at SHOT Show back in January on the Daily Defense, and I don't think he's made an appearance on the weekend broadcast, but we've done so many Sundays, I may be wrong. Executive Director of the Second Amendment Foundation, Adam Kraut, joins us today. Adam, how are you, my friend? Great to have you here today on the MonsterCast, brother. Oh, I'm uh, doing well, working on the weekends as always, so uh, happy to be here with you. (laughs) Well, this isn't work. Let's not look at this as work. It's work for me, but for you, it's just fun, and we get to tell people what's going on. And we let's start with the Second Amendment Foundation, your position there, what you do. Uh, You know, Alan's a regular on the program, has been for years. Wanted to give him the day off today and wanted to get you in here because I quote from you on a lot of these press releases. And I wanted you to meet this huge audience on Armed American Radio's Monster Cast. So tell everybody what you do and then we'll we'll kick in with the with the foundation and what's going on over there. You can give us some updates. Yeah, happy to do it. So I'm the executive director, as you mentioned. 
my job right now is to uh, do a number of things. One is to try to learn as much from Alan as humanly possible uh, so that he can get more days off as time goes on here. Yeah. Uh, I'm also a uh, licensed attorney. I've been practicing law since 2014, uh, entirely in the Second Amendment world. Uh, so I am currently actively litigating uh, at least one case. I uh, have an appearance in several others. I manage the organization's litigation load. Uh, in addition to dealing with a number of uh, other things, you know, with the day-to-day operations, uh, communications, uh, things like that. So really, in a lot of ways, running the organization and also having a hand in the litigation there. Let's talk a little bit about, I, I like the, the two words, litigation load. Uh, longtime listeners of Armed American Radio are very familiar with what the Second Amendment Foundation does but might not know all the nuances, the ins and outs, and what it requires behind the scenes. Because you just said one of your jobs is to learn as much from Alan Gottlieb as is humanly possible. I don't know that there's enough time in our lives to do that. Even if the two of us went in headstrong, he knows so much, and he's been at it for 50 years. And, boy, you, you've, you've got the tail of the beast right now. Well, let's talk about the litigation load. What's going on at SAF right now behind the scenes? How much litigation do we have? And is there any particular case that excites you maybe more than one or two others? Well, that's a pointed question, isn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right now, there's, I believe, 46 active cases last I looked. Uh, we're currently in the process, as always, looking at a number of other uh, potential challenges to bring to vindicate people's Second Amendment rights across the country. Um, you know, we're doing everything from assault weapons bans, magazine capacity restrictions, uh, to challenging, you know, sensitive places uh, post-Bruin, uh, and, you know, kind of everything in between. There's a lot of uh, cases that deal with young adults right now as well. Uh, that's a very big topic in a number of different states. Um, so, and of course, you know, anything that ATF has done recently as well, I'd be remiss mm-hmm. if I didn't mention the uh, frame or receiver rule as well as the uh, arm brace rule that was uh, more recent. So, uh, I mean, there's really a whole gamut to pick from as far as what, you know, what I find to be exciting. They're all exciting in their own right. Um, I had somebody pose a question to me the other day as to, you know, what do you think the most important case you're, you're uh, litigating is? And my response was, well, I think that kind of depends where you're located. Uh, certainly somebody who's stuck in, say, California, New York, Delaware, uh, Illinois, you know, places where we're challenging assault weapons bans or magazine capacity restrictions, uh, Washington as well. Uh, they may say, well, uh, you know, that's really exciting for us because that directly affects us. And they may not care so much about the 18 to 20 issue that doesn't affect them in the state they're in. So I'd be hard pressed to tell you what my favorite case is. I think they're all important. Um, and it's been fascinating to kind of watch them all, uh, you know, come to fruition and percolate through the system as they start to uh, get decisions and go on up on appeal. Yeah, I agree with you on your assessment there. It is hard to pick, <clears throat> excuse me, because every single one of them is critical to the cause. So let me do this. I think the there are three of them, I think, that most people have their eyes on. One is assault weapons ban cases. There are a multitude of those. The next one in, in level of importance would man, it's hard to say which one's most important. They're all extremely important. But the pistol rule and 18 to 20 year olds. Let's start with assault weapons ban cases. Take us to California. Take us to Illinois. Maybe you can update us on what's going on in the Fourth Circuit. With that case in Maryland, let's talk AWB assault weapons ban cases first. 
Oh, man, I got to break out dockets here to answer some of these questions. Uh, <laughs> you can so, go easy just across the board. It's just generalities yeah. work well for us. Yeah, no, no problem at all. So um, certainly, you know, all of those assault weapons ban cases, I believe, with the exception of uh, Illinois, were already in progress in some form or fashion prior to the Bruin decision. Uh, certainly, you know, you mentioned the Fourth Circuit specifically. Uh, that went up on cert uh, before Bruin was decided. And what happened with that was the Supreme Court uh, reversed the Fourth Circuit's opinion and remanded it for uh, proceedings consistent with the Bruin decision. Uh, and we've seen that across the board, not just assault weapons ban cases, and I'll, I'll deviate for a moment, but in a number of other Second Amendment-related uh, cases where uh, after the Bruin decision, the, the appellate courts um, have kicked these cases back down to the trial courts and said, okay, well, we've got new instructions, and let's be fair, the instructions weren't really new. The Supreme Court already said that stuff in Heller. Um, but hey, go back and do it again with the Bruin analysis here, and, and that's text as informed by history and tradition. Um, so that's what we're seeing in a lot of these cases now is that they're back at the trial courts. They have to go through the process of that. Um, the, the court was very clear that, you know, if the conduct is seemingly protected by the Second Amendment, the burden shifts to the government to dig into history and find a, a law that's either the same or an analog. Uh, that they can relate the current restriction to back in the historical time period. And what we've seen as a result of that, uh, not just in assault weapons ban cases, but again across the board, is the government saying, well, we need an expert witness for that. Well, why do you need an expert witness to dig out laws? Uh, well, you know, here's a bunch of laws, and they're from the time period, you know, post-ratification of the 14th Amendment. Well, uh, kind of far removed from the understanding of the Second Amendment and that time period we're supposed to look at being seven, you know, right around the adoption of the Second mm-hmm. Amendment. Um, so in a lot of ways, it's almost like a delay tactic, and uh, almost always they're coming up very empty-handed, and the analogs that they are producing are extremely far-fetched. Uh, it's not close, and it's not that they can say, well, you know, this law existed at the time, and while it's not identical, here's the, the how and the why, and that we can, you know, import into this current restriction. It's just, you know, way out in left field. Oh, well, we prohibited this entire group of people from uh, possessing firearms, uh, you know, based on their, their race or their religion, and, you know, that's not really a good reason to continue these practices uh, moving forward. So um, there's a lot, you know, going on with that stuff. All right, hold that thought right there. When we come back, Adam, what I want to do is take you to, we'll wrap that up real quick. Then I want to take you to 18 to 20-year-olds and also to the ATF. And when we come back, I'll give you my opinion, ladies and gentlemen, on what I think is going to happen there. And we'll hear Adam Kraut's analysis of that. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Sig Sauer is the manufacturer of the game-changing P365 high-capacity micro-compact. This revolutionary new concealed carry pistol gives you more capacity, concealability, and capability. The award-winning Sig Sauer P365 redefines the category and has become the most desired handgun on the market today. Holding up to 17 plus 1 rounds, its ergonomic design makes it more shootable with a clean, crisp trigger pull you'd expect from Sig Sauer. The Sig P365, America's number one selling handgun for a reason. Visit SigSauer.com. 
It's well known that we live in a world where even good police officers can become targets for frivolous lawsuits. At X Insurance, we provide liability insurance for police officers to eliminate your exposure and to protect you. We're the very best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions, so call us today or have your insurance agent call us. But call today, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com. The long-awaited six-hour P365 Chamberton 380 is finally here. The new softer-shooting, easier-handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with SIG-like night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at sixhour.com for the new P365 380. Defender Coffee was created by patriots for patriots. It's coffee for Americans devoted to defending the Second Amendment. It's coffee for Americans who understand that if you don't fight for your freedom, you lose it. That's why Defender Coffee donates profits to gun rights organizations that fight to defend the Second Amendment. When you drink Defender Coffee, every single cup defends your right to keep and bear arms. Visit DefenderCoffee.com today and get free shipping when you join the coffee club. DefenderCoffee.com. The revolutionary Crossbreed Super Tuck holster is the most comfortable and concealable inside the waistband holster you'll ever wear. And nothing even comes close. Designed to completely conceal a firearm of any size and made to be worn with any attire from shorts and a t-shirt to a suit and a tie. Based on your personal carry style, the Super Tuck may be worn comfortably with or without your shirt tucked in. Find out why the Crossbreed Super Tuck is the most often imitated but never duplicated holster design in the world. Visit CrossbreedHolsters.com today. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right, because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. The Second Amendment Foundation has grown into what many believe to be the most important gun rights organization in America. With hundreds of thousands of active members, it is the Second Amendment Foundation defending your rights in courtrooms across the nation. Winning these battles in local jurisdictions all the way to the Supreme Court requires tireless effort and help from you. Please help the Second Amendment Foundation defend your freedoms by joining or donating today at saf.org. Join us at saf.org. Thank you. The North American Arms 32 NAA Guardian Pistol, designed in partnership with Convoy Ammunition. The 32 NAA fires a cartridge based on the 380 case, but neck down to hold the smaller 32 bullet. The result is a remarkable gain in ballistic performance that produces more velocity, energy, and stopping power than any conventional 32 ACP, 380 ACP, or 380 ACP plus P. The 32 NAA from North American Arms. For more information, please visit NorthAmericanArms.com. That's NorthAmericanArms.com. Daniel Defense Firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. 
That freedom, passion, and precision from Daniel Defense. By the way, you can thank Daniel Defense and Lead Slingers if you're watching the high-definition video today on any device. They proudly bring that to you every single day when we are on your screens, and we thank them for that. But that freedom, passion, and precision is not just made right here in America. It's made right here in Georgia at 101 Warfighter Way in Black Creek, Georgia. DanielDefense.com. Get you one. Check them out. Get on their email list. I've been asking you to do that for a while. Let's go back to Adam Crowd, Executive Director of the Second Amendment Foundation here in the Car Firearms Group Studios in the SIG Mic. X Insurance is bringing you this conversation every single day. Make sure to check all of them out. Adam, welcome back. The time flies. This is a quick segment, so let's get right to it. The Did you want to wrap anything up, uh, put a, an exclamation point on the assault weapons ban before I ask you about these other two? I, I think the only thing I would have left to say on that is, you know, we're going to be expecting some decisions here in the near future, at least in uh, one, or, one or two of those cases. So uh, I suspect no matter what that decision is from the trial court, it's going on up on appeal. But it'll be an exciting time. It's definitely going to be exciting. And ladies and gentlemen, Adam's right. Regardless of victory, who wins, it's going to go up the appeals ladder. There's no question about that. Uh, Adam, let's go to 18 to 20-year-olds. This near and dear to my heart, I have an 18-year-old son. I have a 20-year-old daughter. And I'm tired of my kids getting screwed out of their constitutional rights at their age. And we have a number of these cases around the country. I personally believe that this is going to fall, that 18 to 20-year-olds will, in fact, be able and regain their constitutional rights. Now, I know how the court system works. I've been doing this a long time. But your thoughts on the 18 to 20-year-olds and what you think might ultimately happen there? Post-Bruin. Post-Bruin, of course. Yeah, well, I mean, I think even under Heller, if the correct test had been applied, it would still be the same result. Uh, Very clearly, 18-year-olds and even younger were uh, members of the militia. And, of course, we have to remember, right, the Second Amendment, the right of the right to keep and bear arms is not connected to malicious service. And therefore there's an inference and, and you would have to be able to purchase or acquire arms in order to keep and bear them. And particularly in, you know, malicious service itself. Um, if, if it's something that, you know, your listeners are interested to the briefing on it that has been done by the attorneys litigating these cases, has just been uh, quite amazing as far as the historical stuff. And I would tell you, you know, encourage everybody to go check it out. But the, uh, you know, the, the bans we're seeing out there and the, the prohibitions that we have lawsuits of, about are bans on 18 to 20 year olds from being able to purchase uh, semi-automatic uh, center fire rifles, uh, from being able to purchase handguns, which is the federal ban, and from being able to uh, being restrained from being able to bear arms for their own self-defense. Um, you know, you're 18 years old, you're, you're legally emancipated at that point. There's no reason that there should be laws that prohibit you from being able to defend yourself. Uh, that just it, it defies logic that, you know, you have all these other responsibilities. Um, you're legally an adult, but you can't have that right. Uh, so I think, right. you know, post-Bruin with the analysis and everything that, you know, it's certainly teed up that, if the correct analysis is applied, those laws should be struck down and that 18 to 20 year olds should be able to exercise their constitutional right to keep and bear arms in total, not just in a little piecemeal fashion where a state decides that, yeah, you can have that part, but not this part. I agree with you. I believe these things are all going to fall. I really do. I'm com- I feel pretty comfortable about that. It's just a gut feeling and the way I see it going. Again, you cannot go back to the founding era. And and if you do, it's an outlier somewhere, as you were referring to in the previous segment, and that was also referred to in Bruin. 
that it was these are outliers. This is not and was not the law of the land, the analog. So it's it's fascinating to follow. And we will continue to do that. Now, let's talk. ATF. This is obviously a huge topic on everybody's minds is this pistol brace rule. Personally, I've hedged my bets. I don't believe that this thing is going to see the light of day after the 90 days, which is May 31st. And I think on May 32nd, it will be struck down. I don't think it's going to survive. But again, that's just my opinion. Your thoughts on the ATF ruling and what's going on there? Well, yeah, as as we know, ATF was more or less instructed, hey, deal with this, and this is the result of that. Um, we have a lawsuit. We actually have the first lawsuit, I would like to point out, in the country dealing with this issue back in 2021, uh, when ATF originally created the point system that was very convoluted, which would allow somebody with regular intelligence allegedly to figure out whether their gun that they had was a you know would be considered a short barrel rifle or not um so when they had released that we filed a lawsuit challenging that essentially saying that among other things they didn't go through the rulemaking process and they're just kind of saying well this is now the the law um and so we amended that lawsuit to deal with what they actually did in the final rule uh we brought a couple of different um you know challenges to that under a couple of different themes Series. Um, I, you know, I don't like to place predictions uh, necessarily because courts uh, courts have certainly surprised me in the past with what would seemingly be a sure bet. However, I think there's a lot of really good arguments. Uh, and assuming the judge, you know, applies the law in the manner that they should, uh, you know, I would I would be surprised if uh, that did not result in a victory in this getting struck down. Um, clearly, you know, with ATF and its uh, recent uh, shenanigans with the uh, frames and receivers, uh, that's been getting uh, enjoined in, in mm-hmm. uh, large part by a number of different judges. Um, and so, you know, it's it's kind of the same theory, right? Like, this is what we were told to do, so let's create something. You know, here's the end result you need to get to. Uh, go ahead and fill the logic to get there on the back end. Adam, has the ATF been, and I, I know, kind of a rhetorical question, but kind of not. Has the ATF actually been weaponized against law-abiding gun owners when we see revocations? of FFL licenses up over 520%, and that number is increasing, by the way. When we see the attacks up by rulemaking against us, why isn't the ATF in Chicago and Philadelphia and New Orleans and virtually every other Democrat-run city actually doing their jobs? Why is the top coming after me, coming after you, forcing us into court is it weaponized against us, literally? And, and if it is, and I'm, I'm sure I know how you're going to answer that, what can we do about it? And does that frighten you as a litigator? So you know, there's a lot to unpack there. So I, I, I've seen ETF over the years um, from my time in private practice. And what I can tell you is when it came to revocations, specifically revocations, uh, at the time when I was dealing with it, it generally had to be fairly egregious violations or a number of the same kind. And I'm not saying that that's justified when it's the number of the same kind. But what I've seen and what we're now seeing a lot of is you transpose a digit in the serial number. You put information in the wrong spot on the form. You know, either genuine human error or an innocuous mistake where there is the same information that's required. And they're saying, well, you willfully violated the Gun Control Act. 
Uh. And then you go to court over it. If you can afford to fight it, it costs a lot of money. And the way the courts have uh, interpreted the term willful, you almost never prevail. So short of uh, being able to work out with ATF in advance, um, you know, and, and that has been possible in the past, it, it really has turned into just an agency that is you know, working against the group it's supposed to regulate. It is closing down FFLs, which does take away our rights. It is entering that into rulemaking and create rules. Adam, yeah. we've only got 10 seconds left. I could keep you for another two and a half hours, but I want to thank you for being here. Armed American Radio will be back with AWR Hawkins from Breitbart. Adam Kraut, thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Wow, guys. The long-awaited six-hour P365 chambered in 380 is finally here. The new softer-shooting, easier-handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with SIG-like night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at sixhour.com for the new P365 380. The North American Arms 32 NAA Guardian Pistol, designed in partnership with Convoy Ammunition. The 32 NAA fires a cartridge based on the 380 case, but neck down to hold the smaller 32 bullet. The result is a remarkable gain in ballistic performance that produces more velocity, energy, and stopping power than any conventional 32 ACP, 380 ACP, or 380 ACP plus P. The 32 NAA from North American Arms. For more information, please visit NorthAmericanArms.com. That's NorthAmericanArms.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact gel made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hey, it's Mark and you know Mike supports the right to keep and bear arms and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials box and use promo code AAR for all of Mike's great discounts or call 800-978-9358 and remember use promo code AAR. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. 
If you or someone you care about has been thinking about getting their permit to carry a firearm, there's never been a better time than now. Even if you've had your permit to carry for years, keep in mind that gun laws change regularly and not knowing the current laws can be catastrophic. Legal Heat is one of the nation's largest concealed carry training companies. If you're looking to obtain your carry permit for the first time, take a gun law refresher course or take a handgun 101 course, visit LegalHeat.com. They operate in every major city in the United States and will have a number of classes near you. Use promo code AAR to save on a class today. That's LegalHeat.com. Promo code AAR. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right, because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. of Reason on KQAM, Wichita's Big Talker, and you're tuned into the Armed American Radio Network. Now let's get back to the man himself, Mark Walters. Ah, welcome back indeed. You know, two great segments with Adam Crowd, Executive Director of the Second Amendment Foundation. I was just chatting with Adam after his segments via text message, and we will be bringing him back. Time just flies. And we knew that going in. And when you've got somebody that's so knowledgeable and can give us so much information on behalf of what the foundation, the Second Amendment Foundation, of course, is doing, we want to be able to give him a little bit bigger platform as far as time is concerned. So we will absolutely be doing that maybe as early as next Sunday. I want him to have the biggest audience possible. And of course, during the work days, these guys are in court working on briefs on your behalf. Literally on your behalf. Welcome back inside the Car Firearms Group Studios. Mark Walters with you on this Sig Sauer Platinum and very powerful microphone. All of it being brought to you today and every day by X Insurance. A.W.R. Hawkins from Breitbart News joins us now. A.W.R., how are you, my friend? We got you there? Jump in here. Yes. There he is. AWR, we got you. We know we got you. AWR, there's a lot going on out there right now. And I'm just going to start because, as you know, time-wise, I want to start at the top of some of the columns that you have out there right now. Some of these I looked at and I kind of shake my head. This is a happy ending story, but not really a happy ending story. A happy ending story maybe that shouldn't have been or could have been. But it's it. the more I look into this, it looks like murder. Family Dollar employee charged after shooting shoplifter at least 10 times. And that was after a physical altercation, which would normally justify the use of force. But in this case, there's more to it. This was out in Phoenix, Arizona, where I'll be back again on uh, April 11th for another four days. What happened here? Uh, well, the there was a shoplifter who was a serial shoplifter. The clerk confronted him. The shoplifter punched the clerk in the face, uh, and so the clerk shot him. But uh, now I'm going off reports. So right. I'm going to say alleged. What they allege that he did is he shot him, and then when he fell to the ground, he kept shooting until he emptied his magazine. And uh, if that's true, that's going to be problematic for the clerk. You know, I've talked to people a lot. If you do your concealed carry class in Texas, your instructor will tell you 
that the phraseology and the mentality you adopt is that you're shooting to stop aggression. Once the aggression stops, though, you, you can't you can't keep shooting justifiably. Now that's in Texas, but that's that's common sense for anywhere. So I think it's going to come down to can they can they prove that individual was down that there was no more threat that he was shooting carelessly after the threat was removed. I mean, those are the questions that'll have to be answered. But he has been charged with second degree murder. Yeah, and I think it's important to point out, ladies and gentlemen, these stories are these are public service announcements. If you're carrying a firearm, you had better understand the law and you cannot let your ego get in the way. You cannot let that happen. Now, AWR, this guy on another report that I read outside of yours, apparently the 24 year old. When he after he confronted the shoplifter and after he shot him, made comments about he had gone too far. Right. That, right. that, that too is problematic as well. Correct. Yeah, I mean it's basically that's problematic. But you know, there's also going to be a lot of arguments here that he said things to the police in that moment uh, at an emotionally high state, and I'm not defending. I'm not. I'm neither defending nor accusing the kid. I'm just saying, uh, I don't know if he'll be bound by that statement or not, but those that's what a court will decide. But, you know, the kid did say, in addition to what you said, Mark, the kid did say uh, that he made probably the worst decision of his life. And that's, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that, that's what it was. It was similar, something similar to it was the worst decision of his life. Now, ladies and gentlemen, he's 24 years old, and he's now facing the worst he could be facing. And it's second-degree murder charge at 24 years old. He's now going to go on trial for his life. Uh, you, you might want to look into this and read a little bit about this. Take something away from this. Educate yourself when you see cases like this. I'm not going to sit here and tell you this is a happy ending story because it's not. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you shoot somebody 10 times because they punched you and your ego has been quite literally bruised. Now, it depends on where you live your location as to what you know, constitutes your right to to defend your life. There's a lot going on in here, but I can promise you if we had another attorney on here like an Andrew Branca to talk about this, you're here. You're going to hear exactly what we're telling you right now. Uh, this kid is is in a lot of trouble. There's no question about it. Now, let's move over to Nancy Pelosi, even though I don't like to. Nancy Pelosi did what all the Democrats do. AWR, I've lost count how many. They're just taking a playbook out of Biden's playbook, I guess. But she's pushing an assault weapons ban at that goofy uh, march that she was at. And she attended the, the anti-gun march. And she's pushing an assault weapons ban, as you quote, in the wake of Wednesday's handgun attack at Denver East High School. They never miss a beat, brother. They just never miss a beat, do they? No, but I like it. I hope they keep doing it because this is exactly why. And if everybody will remember back uh, uh, December 14th, 2012, that was the Sandy Hook attack. And in the month after that, everybody was 100% certain that Democrats were going to get all kinds of gun control passed. They didn't get any. Mm-hmm. They didn't get any because of this kind of ignorance and overreach. And they won't get any here. Uh, that's the beauty of this. She's just, she might as well be out there. It doesn't matter what she'd be saying. She not, she's not going to get it. But I want her to keep saying it because this stupidity 
there are certain eyes that have never been opened that finally open when the Democrats do this overreach. And they're like, holy cow, these people really do want to come take our guns. And the more people can awake to that fact, the more people will vote against Democrats. And let me tell you something. I can't think of, a, of something better for our country than for people to run these Democrats out of office because they hate our country. They hate our freedom. And uh, they're in there. They're in there doing heathens work to undermine our freedom. And so I, I hope they keep saying it and people keep understanding. Finally, these people do want to take your guns. Yeah. And I think you're spot on there. They are going to continue to do it. They cannot help themselves, even if they thought it was, you know, a pol- they would continue to do it. They just simply cannot help themselves. And I agree with you. Keep bringing it on. It does highlight for us what we say. It proves us right. It vindicates us every single week. Not that we need vindication when we're telling the truth every week, but it does prove to us, as you just said, ladies and gentlemen, these people want your guns and they're not going to stop when you've got Biden and Kamala Harris putting those dopey memes up ban assault weapons now every single day it tells you what direction they want to go and when you look at this in the bigger picture in toto if you will of weaponized atf fbi etc new rulemaking processes moving the goalposts you see exactly what they have in store for you awr let's talk about north carolina's democrat governor and take this one to the break he just vetoed the handgun the handgun permit repeal bill that from what i understand and maybe you can correct me if i'm wrong that is a veto-proof majority vote in North Carolina, correct? Is this going well, to be overturned if, as veto? If the Democrats, three Democrats in the House voted with Republicans, if those three do vote with Republicans to override a veto, uh, then they'll crush the veto. The Republicans by themselves are one vote short. But, as I say, three Democrats voted for this bill. If they'll do that, the Senate is just going to flip it immediately. But once it gets to the House, they'll need those right. two or three Democrats. And, and, you know, I think you and I talked about this off air, but I'm good with this either way. And the reason I say that is I'm not a quitter. The reason I say that is because this gives Republicans something to run on in two years so that they can have not just a majority, but a super majority. Right. They can teach these Democrats how to act. Yeah, we talked about that off air, and I th- we talked about it on the Daily Defense as well earlier this week in one of your rare appearances over there. When we come back, I want to talk about that governor, uh, the governor run. Uh, looks like Mark Robinson is going to be announcing a run in North Carolina. We'll talk with AWR about that and other stuff when we come back. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right. Because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. As a gun owner, have you ever thought about the liability that would come with having to use your weapon in self-defense? Or the liability that would come with having one of your guns stolen or misused? Or perhaps you work in a profession like security or law enforcement that requires you to carry a gun. 
Regardless, it's well known that responsible gun owners and security professionals across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits do arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the very best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions, so call us today or have your insurance agent call us, and we can work with them to fill any gaps in your existing policy. But call today, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com. If you or someone you care about has been thinking about getting their permit to carry a firearm, there's never been a better time than now. Even if you've had your permit to carry for years, keep in mind that gun laws change regularly and not knowing the current laws can be catastrophic. Legal Heat is one of the nation's largest concealed carry training companies. If you're looking to obtain your carry permit for the first time, take a gun law refresher course or take a handgun 101 course, visit LegalHeat.com. They operate in every major city in the United States and will have a number of classes near you. Use promo code AAR to save on a class today. That's LegalHeat.com. Promo code AAR. Sig Sauer, the largest and most comprehensive firearm manufacturer in the world, also feeds your firearms. Sig Sauer manufactures the ultimate self-defense round, delivering exceptional on-target energy, maximum weight retention, and optimal expansion at all effective distances. Sig Sauer Elite Defense Ammunition is available in all popular calibers and features V-Crown jacketed hollow point projectiles for maximum expansion and weight retention. It's the ultimate defensive ammunition. For more information, visit SigSauer.com today. The long-awaited Sig Sauer P365 chambered in 380 is finally here. The new softer-shooting, easier-handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with Sig Light night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at SigSauer.com for the new P365 380. At Armed American Radio, we depend on our partners to bring you this broadcast every day. And that's why we've partnered with Fort Worth Armory. Fort Worth Armory searches the world to bring you high-quality, dependable ammo at extremely competitive prices. Proudly partnering with quality importers and manufacturers from friendly nations to bring you reliable ammunition, Fort Worth Armory not only fills your ammo needs, they also help fill your prescription for freedom. Please support the businesses that support Armed American Radio. Visit FortWorthArmory.com today. The 25th Anniversary K9 and the Venerable P9 in various configurations. Magnum Research. The Classic Desert Eagle available in 50, 44, 357, and the new 429 DE calibers. The BFR Biggest Finest Revolvers and the Magnum Light. Auto Ordnance. The Classics. Thompson. That's right. The Tommy Gun. The Incredible M1 Carbine and the one and only Classic 1911. Car Firearms. A family of brands standing for your family's freedom. Mike Gallagher wanting to let you know that the crew of the Desperado Sport Fish in Virginia Beach, Virginia supports Armed American Radio and the Second Amendment, and I'm right there with them. Now back to Mark Walters. Yeah, back indeed in the Car Firearms Group studios. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom on this very powerful Sig Sauer Mike all of it being brought to you by X Insurance. Please go out of your way to support all of our partners. And let me take a brief moment here. Uh, we are listened to on, I think, roughly a dozen stations in Mississippi. 
and a number of stations in Alabama and, of course, in Georgia. And we had a number of tornadoes whip through the south again. And uh, Mississippi bore the brunt of that with, I think, now the, t- the total is 25 dead. I, those of you in Mississippi, if you are tuned in, I certainly understand if you're not. But if you are, I want to let you know that my family prayed for you today and those in Georgia and Alabama as well. There, but by the grace of God, go I. When those tornadoes come whipping through the south, it can be devastating. We see that every single year. So we're thinking about you. We're praying for you here at Armed American Radio Ranch. God bless each and every one of you. And uh, we hope uh, we hope you're able to, to pick up the pieces there as quick as possible. God bless each and every one of you. A.W.R. Hawkins, welcome back, my friend. Let's let stay on North Carolina for just a second. Somebody you and I know. And I'm proud to call him a friend, but Mark Robinson, the lieutenant governor of North Carolina, when you I think about him, when you say when they keep this up, this gives them something to run on. I understand Mark is going to announce a run for governor sometime in April. If he hasn't already, I I heard I can't confirm. I just heard that he was going to. And I actually had a date of April 21st. He was going to announce a run for governor. This is something he will run on. Now, when you go back to those vetoes, politics is going to come into play. We've seen this play out over vetoes on other issues and other bills politically over the years where the party, the three Democrats, maybe in this particular case, vote for the bill, but don't want to vote to override the veto. If the governor is a a member of their party, that kind of nonsense politics comes in. So it remains to be seen. I feel pretty good about it in North Carolina. But boy, I'll tell you what, Mark Robinson running. He's going to be all over this, won't he? Oh, yeah. Robinson's a real deal. I mean, he's a a Democrat's worst nightmare because uh, and and. For the listeners, listeners, I know you know this. I'm going to give you a, a framework. You got to adopt a paradigm mentally to understand the left. You have to understand everything they do, whether it's their taxation, whether it's their uh, climate change hoax, whatever it is, gun control. They're trying to get you to adopt an alternative reality. They're trying to tell you if you give up your guns. Everybody will be safe. And and they're presenting this lie that if I'm unarmed, the criminals won't bother me. It's all a lie, but that's foundational to how they push things. And the reason Robinson is such a threat to them, Robinson does not buy into alternative realities. Robinson sees things as they are. And he'll, he'll tell them right up. He'll get right up in their grill and tell them. And I cannot wait to watch the debates. I cannot wait to oh, see it. Right. Debate Robinson because he will. If and I'm, I'm saying this in the most positive way I can. Uh, you remember how glorious it was to watch Trump take old Jeb Bush apart? Do you remember that? That's, oh that's, yes. That's, wait till you see what Robinson's going to do. I mean, that's going to be off the chain. Well, I had the distinct honor of hosting for the second year in a row the Daniel Defense Double D Foundation Banquet in October. Mark Robinson was the keynote speaker. And after he spoke, I had to follow. Now, let me tell you how that went over. Uh, It's impossible to do. So I basically looked out at 500 people and I said, what he said, let's get on with the evening. Because it's impossible to follow him. He's a brilliant orator. And boy, pick apart. Oh, that's that's putting it mildly. He will eat people's lunches, breakfast, lunches and dinner because he is so up and so passionate about Second Amendment rights. It will be fun to watch. And I think it point I think it's noteworthy here what Cooper said with the veto, because you called this out and I, I can't let this go. Eliminating strong background checks will allow more domestic abusers and other dangerous people to own handguns. 
and reduces law enforcement's ability to stop them from committing violent crimes. Second Amendment supporting responsible gun owners know this will put families and communities at risk. And what you point out is that people buying guns at retail already have to pass an FBI background check per federal law, whether there's a permit to purchase or not. And State Senator Danny Earl Britt, a Republican, of course, said, I look forward to a swift veto override in the Senate. Confidence remains high. But thank you for pointing that out, because it's really just a double whammy. You would think Cooper would know better than that. But again, he's just playing to a base, I assume. Yeah, I think he is. He's playing to a group of mouth breathers who are out there, some of whom (laughs) Some of whom writing checks and the rest of whom flip the Democrat lever when it's time to vote. But, you know, it's it's actually embarrassing what what he's doing, though. It, this is a misdirection too. what he's doing is he's trying to preserve uh, a May issue situation, because right now your sheriff in your county in North Carolina can decide whether or not to give right. you a permit, which means that sheriff decides whether or not. You need a gun. And so that's really what Cooper's trying to do is get you to not think about that. So he did all that blah, blah, blah lie about background checks to just distract everybody. But the truth is he's covering covering his butt because his state has a May issue de facto setup, and that's what he preserved with this veto. So I, I do hope it gets overridden. And uh, after the Republicans override it, the Democrats are already complaining in North Carolina that the Republicans are just running roughshod over them. What I hope happens is after they override his decision with a veto, if they do override it, I hope they throw a party and don't invite the Democrats. I hope they play great music and uh, they lock the Democrats out. But I would do it in a building that has windows. So all the Democrats can look in and see everybody eating the cake and drinking the Mountain Dew, and they can know you're not part of this, buddy. Going forward, we're going to set this state right again. Boy, I hope I'm sitting here with Radio's Theater of the Mind, guys. That's Theater of the Mind right there. And I hope they're eating some great Eastern North Carolina, otherwise known as Lexington barbecue, with some great Eastern Carolina sauce while they're doing it. Mm. And if they're, mm. if they're, yeah, it's good stuff. If the Republicans take a page out of the Democrats' playbook, ladies and gentlemen, that is, in fact, what they will do. So keep your fingers crossed that those three Democrats do the right thing and vote to override that veto. Real quick, let's close out with constitutional carry in Florida. This bill is headed to the governor's desk soon. It's at the Senate now. The, uh, the, the open carry provision was struck down. It was added by Hillsborough State represent, uh, Hillsborough County representative. It got knocked down. No big deal. It's moving. The governor's going to sign it. That means the majority of the nation, the majority of the nation, is going to be constitutional carry. You will soon have Nebraska follow and hopefully South Carolina. 30 seconds. That's got to be having the gun grabbers' heads spinning, does it not? Oh, it does. You got that little punk David Hogg talking about how dangerous <sighs> this is going to be and this and that. It, David is, David is he, well, he is ignorant, and he goes to Harvard where they don't teach him American history. So what David doesn't understand is Florida will be the 26th state, not the first one. This isn't an experiment. Right. This, this is proven, and it is a return to unfettered rights, which is what our founders intended. So they can cry all they want. You know what I'll do in response? I'll carry my gun without a permit. You better believe it. And you know what? Well, you know, you, you would expect more from David Hogg. He's a habit, man. He's a habit, man. Of course, we all know why he's a habit, man. 
Not because he's worthy of being a Harvard man. But he's a Harvard man. No big deal. He's losing at every twist and turn. Freedom is winning. The majority of the nation will soon be, with a signature from DeSantis, constitutional carry, permitless and all. We're, we're not going to mince words there. We're not going to play semantics. 26 states not requiring you to have a permit. AWR Hawkins, Breitbart News, thank you very much for everything that you do and for jumping in here with us every week and giving us so much of your time. When we come back, a good one. Cam Edwards will be here for the hour. Don't go away. We'll be back on the flip side at six minutes after. Enjoy the break. Just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X Insurance. X Insurance on the Armed American Radio Network. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary my pillow foam and a patented impact gel made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hey, it's Mark and you know Mike supports the right to keep and bear arms and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials box and use promo code AAR for all of Mike's great discounts or call 800-978-9358 and remember use promo code AAR. 